0: Damaged
1: Goods Podcast. Foliate, right? Get the toxins oh, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important for men to to do that and sweat more because when a gross fun fact here on damaged goods, when a woman menstruates, she's oh, getting, getting off to a great show. She's getting a lot of the <laughs> irons and metals out of her body, right? But we don't do that. It's very important for men to sweat, whether it's working out, steam rooms, saunas, to get the, the the metals and irons and toxins and shit out of your
0: body. So I knew you were big on skincare. Like, I just like, I didn't know that about you, but I knew that about you.
1: I'm in the health, dude, I'm in the health. I, I, I got into health when I was a teenager when I was experimenting with a lot of drugs and shit, and I thought it was going to even it out.
0: Like, all right, I'm out here selling drugs, but I'm taking real good care of my skin. Yeah, I'm oh, doing gets, drugs. Just
2: gets freaked out when I bring him to like organic fucking restaurants and shit like that. Told so like me today. guys were at
1: Earth Cafe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you? Is that a vegan spot?
2: It's not. It's, they got meat and shit. Oh, I'm okay. not a vegan. I'm not. I, I'm not that crazy. But I. But I like to. just... It's not even about like anything can kill you. Obviously, the fucking air you breathe and shit. But I just the cleaner I eat, the better I feel about myself. Like I do know that to be and true. Physically, yeah. like... Yeah, I gotta, I but gotta, gotta stop my game. Up. You, you You, get sluggish. Yeah.
1: Put so shitty sluggish. gas in your car to go. I know. On. Shitty, dude. You know, I, I feel you. Know. I, I eat super healthy, and then I'll spaz and, and treat myself to eating real shitty if I'm like real high or
0: yeah, if it's, if it's something fun. But then, but, 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 but yeah, that's all right. You can have those cheat days. I feel like you don't have to be perfect. I cheated. Yeah, I had yeah pizza of fucking course. Twice yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That King of New York spot. You been See, there? I'm horrible. King of New York. I brought Susie there because it's. I found a. By default, down in Koreatown on Wilshire, and it, but it's the closest thing out here in L.A. to East Coast.
1: For it's bomb yeah. pizza. I like how you it's said Wilshire, pizza. dude. I love it. I? Well, they, they say they said Wilshire out right here. Oh, Wilshire, dude. Yeah. I, I know that's great. <laughs> Wilshire, it's all right. right. The non-L.A. <laughs> <laughs> local native
2: I've been, I've, voices. I've been working on that street for like three years, and, and I, I've been saying that no one's, no one's, <laughs> like no it, one's dude. even <laughs> called me on it I did when I visited
0: this. out here. They used to correct me, dude. It's great. Well, that's like that's like when you know people out here they come like trying to hear them say Gloucester or fucking. Any, yeah, anything yeah. dude yeah yeah yeah, Worcester's yeah. Worcester is the hardest one Worcester, Worcester Worcester that's right they, they, Worcestershire sauce
1: yeah yeah dude these are these uh non-local LA native voices on Damaged Goods today are uh two back home dudes from Boston we have a writer director actor non-profit man of uh in international realms Johnny Hickey radio personality podcast host
0: MC also an actor Stiz grimy. Hey, he's and, taking uh, great care of his skin from this day forward. Yeah, no both doubt, out here no in doubt. LA,
1: uh, part of in promoting uh, Johnny's new movie that he directed in Stars Stiz Stars in uh, Habitual. Out here, guys, doing yeah, the West yeah. Coast yeah. thing, dude.
2: We did, a, did a little Friday the Thirteenth screening last night. You know at the what? Studio. It was
1: Friday the Thirteenth.
2: That's, yeah, that's I did. right. Didn't I, didn't I know, know that. Yeah, shit. that's why I came out with the intent. It wasn't planned until we got out here on Thursday, and I just pushed it at the studio. I was like, "Yo, let's do a Friday the Thirteenth and invite some like." People that I know want to see it, you know? Yeah. very a good little turnout.
1: So the the movie kinda has like a like a horror or a dark a dark element to it if it's tied in the fight. Very 15th.
2: psychological. Like very like mind fucky. And you know, drugs is the undertone, you know, storyline and it so if you're you've been affected by drugs or anything like that, or in that world, it will you'll attach yourself to this story kinda more than just a horror movie. But but it's also horror for sure.
1: Well, without like giving anything away, like how does drugs tie into the to the theme of the movie? Unless you, I don't want you to. No, spoil no, 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 it. no.
2: We can. I can draw a synopsis kind of thing. Anyways, yeah. um, So it's it's about a group of young partygoers going to a rave in an abandoned lunatic asylum, <laughs> and they're getting fucked up on Molly and rolling and shit at little clubs before this big rave they're going to at this abandoned asylum. The Stiz is one of the, the leader of the pack kind of <laughs> in that group. And they get a bag of molly in a very fucked up way, like some shit goes down to get the molly. So so the situation becomes cursed in that world of like dark crime drama. So it starts off as a crime drama like that. And then they do the molly when they get to the rave and then shit gets fucking fucked up. Ah. And it goes from crime drama to like vicious fucking psychological horror. It's
0: kind of got like a Requiem for a Dream to kind of feel. Oh, but with, bit, but with but horror,
1: but
2: like murders yeah, yeah. and shit, right. vicious stuff. Because yeah. Requiem
1: for a Dream is one of those movies uh, I did a podcast about, like the top five most depressing movies of all time. Ooh. And that was up there because Requiem for a Dream is an incredible movie, but like, it's almost impossible for me to watch again and not slip my fucking that's wrist so vertically, That's funny bro. because
0: just yesterday we it's were a dark film. We were in the hotel and somehow we started talking, and you were like, "Oh, I don't like depressing movies. Oh, I, kinda I don't do. like. I don't like. No, I kind of do. I love them. I love them.
2: For me, like, I love it, For me, it's like recording for a Dream, like that kind of depressing and that kind of like mental, like fuck with you shit. That's I, I do. Yeah. He's talking about like Manchester by the Sea, like I see people. I like sad, that's I side I, I, That shit just, that that just like give me it. I can't, I can't, so so, if I, I watch Habitual with talk, Johnny, am
1: I gonna am I gonna be super sad or am I gonna be more like scared? Can't watch it alone. No,
2: um, it's gonna it's it's gonna make you think, dude. Even you know oh, what I mean. Okay. It's gonna make anybody think. Um, people that have watched it, that they, they they talk about it after, which is like the main. The people watch movies and they're like, oh yeah, that was good. Oh that was yeah, that was good horror. That was a good action. You know, one scene, whatever. This makes people. Th- what was going on? Well, this is what I thought. This is what I took from it. So it can go different ways. There's, even though there's one ending, there's multiple endings um, within the ending.
1: Is it a uh, contemporary like setting? Because your first movie, Oxymorons, it's not. It was like a like what, eight years before. Yeah, it so before took place before we,
2: we filmed Oxymorons, it was going back to the beginning of early 2000s. the yeah. It was going to the beginning of the opiate epidemic. Um, you know when all that shit went down, like late '90s, early 2000, when that oxy yeah. stuff peaked. This is more contemporary um, with like fentanyl kind of underlining the tone. Oh. You know, and know, the it's the message in. we're trying to get out there is like for these younger genera. I mean, listen, drugs are always going to be there. The government isn't going to get a fucking rid of drugs for us. Obviously, like anyone who thinks that's out of their fucking mind. So it's really no, yeah, I'm going get fucking deep, deep, baby. Fucking deep, you know. Um, the government created the fucking the DMV. You know what I mean? That's a shit show. Like, what are, what are they going to do for us? They got <laughs> people lobbying from pharmaceutical companies. It's it's a no-win situation. So the only way to really help stop the pain and losing people you love and stuff is to deter the younger generations from even wanting to fucking do that shit and kinda making doing the hard drugs like more uncool and not so fucking cool because it's just, you could be doing a bag of Molly, a bag of Coke, anything. It's not, it's not just opiates. And Juice
0: World just died. Fentanyl, you know, then Juice you're fucking world done, just dude. just died. That kid was, what, 21? Jay, do you know yeah, I, know? I lost yeah, two yeah. two of
2: my boys last week. I lost. Oh. And, and fentanyl? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: dude. I mean, dude ODs, I've,
2: I've but like most likely fentanyl, I've man. lost
1: man, so many friends over the last few years. I mean, I was losing them to just straight-up dope or oxys back then, but when the fentanyl thing started kicking off, it was way more frequent. It's crazy back home. Yeah, I it's man.
0: fucking crazy. And
1: it, it's it's... Crazy, because, and I talked about this on the podcast before, not only is it in the heroin, which it's a it's a downer two people associate it with, but, you know, it's they're cutting coke with it. And in, in Massachusetts yeah, yeah, alone, yeah. there was a lot of deaths. And I had a friend who had a theory, and he kind of was like, I don't want to talk about it. He wanted to push this to, like, some journalists. He knew that, like, there was some kind of, like, maniac coke dealer that was cutting the coke with fentanyl. Because you're going for an upper... And it's gonna, completely the opposite. Yeah, you do a line of cocaine, thinking yeah. it's cocaine, but it's fentanyl. You're gonna fucking die, dude.
2: It's, I think it's just so much fentanyl flooding this, that underworld of drugs and dealers, and it's so cheap. It's cheap. And if oh, you, yeah. and, and it's, and it's <laughs> not like every time that you cut something with fentanyl, it's gonna kill somebody. Although the risk is super fucking high. Yeah, if they don't die. So they it's don't like Russian roulette. So they're not playing Russian roulette with themselves. They're playing Russian roulette with their customers. And then eventually people die and they're like, whatever. Yeah,
0: but that's the drug game, man. That's always, you know what I mean? I I mean, you know
2: what? I I. mean, my conspiracy is it's all population control, anyways. Like, that's why you won't get rid of it, you know? It's I, that's how I feel. I feel like you, you don't want to go to war, you don't want to blow up buildings, all this shit. You put the poison on the street, the people who are stupid enough to do it, do it. So the thing is to not be a fucking drone and, yeah. and take the poison. And
1: there's there's people who have conspiracy theories that, um, you know, that because a lot of the the once the war in Afghanistan started, there was a m- bigger influx of cheaper yeah, heroin, right? Yeah, and there was there's people who believe that maybe the Taliban or ISIS or, or some, some kind of entities are pushing that heroin here to kind of kill people instead of necessarily fighting them in a yeah. war. And soldiers over that's, there kill the human population. That's that's and then there's also the theories that the you know the government is letting it. it coming in and and stuff and there was you know there's schools of thought that the Taliban was very anti-opium field they would kill the opium farmers and this and that and when they kind of got pushed out of control in parts of uh, of Afghanistan and stuff the opium farmers came back and that's when the flood came came to the states it's I, I
2: find I find it interesting that it affects. The Caucasian male yeah. more than fucking any other species on the fucking planet. And there's, there's that's a fact.
1: There's you know? also studies like you're Irish, right? Mm-hmm. Irish and
2: Italian. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm
0: half. I don't know. I'm like the, a the last name Bruno leads me to believe that. You, but you that's actually form. that's really not my last name. I was oh. adopted oh, God. by my stepdad. Bomb dropped. Yeah. Jesus dun, dun, dun. Uh, go, oh, It's sorry. Lopez. Oh. I'm Stanley Lopez. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. My last name is uh, my my real last name was McCaskill. Okay, so that's Irish. Uh, my dad came from, he was born in Nova Scotia. Okay, well, dude, there's Irish yes. people. Yeah. In Nova Scotia. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, so, like, so, I'm like a mix.
2: Yeah, my family was just the saying they were called squids or something. Yeah.
0: There's
1: a big, uh, famous Irish like uh, drug dealer from Nova Scotia. Really? Well, he's oh, He's probably dead now. But my point was there's studies that say that Irish people have a propensity to opiates. Mm-hmm. Why? And especially in Ireland. I'm not sure. I didn't really read it well enough. But this is, I read this years ago. And even in Ireland, there was like heroin issues for the 90s and, and even now. Uh, and they have better ways of dealing with it in Europe.
0: You know, what do you yeah? What do you think about? Um, Cause like in Europe, don't they like they have. Legal injection sites where you not not, not, No, not Portugal everywhere. Some places one, they do. Portugal we were uh, listening was, to was the, the Rogan like episode. Switch, switch I thought it was Sweden. Sweden might. Sweden, Sweden. Yeah. Sweden. Sweden. And
1: funny, Sweden's really? very tough on things like weed. And maybe Iceland really? or something too. Sweden does or not. Maybe fuck, I, I, I be wrong. tight
0: with weed, but they might be cool with that. But, but I know Portugal does. But the, from what I understand, that everything is down with that, right? So the rate of addiction is down. Crime associated with drugs is down. When they have these legal injection sites. So STD I don't rates know, it's just something to, it, the what? S T D rates go down. So Portugal yeah, Portugal has not, I don't know if it would necessarily work here, but
1: it's well, I mean dude to think about Portugal has 10 years of, of uh, legalized... I don't know actually if it's legalized. It's decriminalized to a big extent. So Drugs? Yeah, in Portugal, have... Portugal, all
0: drugs. All drugs. Heroin, yeah, cocaine, yeah,
1: marijuana, yeah, yeah, hash, whatever. Yeah. Their STD rates are down. Crime rates are down. Drug down. use is down. Overdose rates are down. Actually, it's very healthy. Yes. But their economy's fucked, but their economy's been fucked.
0: Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do really with the drug yeah. shit. You know? And I don't necessarily know if just because it I just works don't, in Sweden... I just don't, don't know if
2: that'll work in the United States of America, honestly. I just, yeah, I don't I, know. I just think... I think the the sh- there's such an a- a- adaption to the lifestyle and shit too outside of you know especially in like cities and stuff like that whole lifestyle that it's, it's marketed part, to you yeah it becomes right. a, yeah it becomes part of those people too they become like a, such a product of that environment that like people who are like junkies now and like down methanol mile and you put a clean injection site over in like one side of the town they ain't gonna they're gonna go wherever the fucking I don't know shit is I well think. I mean.
1: Like that's that's kind of the concept of consolidation, right? Like a I think a de- wire. I
2: think decriminalizing stuff is a wise idea. I don't think like offering it is is maybe the right idea, but I think I think maybe like definitely decriminalizing it, yeah, and not making it, you know, just taking that off the map. We're starting.
0: We're starting to know? go that route. We're starting to realize that we can't arrest our way out of this problem. Like yeah. that clearly wasn't working. We got always like. I- everyone always looks back
1: at prohibition as a great example, right? Liquor was illegal and and who gained the most power at the time was organized crime and they gained so much power that even when prohibition was repealed, they had so many powerful connections within unions and the law enforcement and the legal realms that for decades to come, even when they weren't making that prohibition money, they were making all that other money and they had the power to get out of trouble, right? So and But they lost a lot of power and money when when they lost that prohibition. So sometimes that's why people say you want to disarm the power that cartels and such have, make drugs. Legal, then what the fuck are they gonna do? But you know, that's that's one argument.
0: Let me veer off real quick because we just got mafia and prohibition. What did you think of the Irishman? God, this is hard. Just, I thought we were gonna keep it light, man. Nah, let's huh. go, bro. I,
2: I'll be. I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, yeah. You, did I, you I, even I, see it? Uh, huh? Yeah. Did you see I, it? I, enough of it. To I, saw know it I, like I saw it. I saw
0: it twice. Okay,
2: you saw it twice. I saw, in, I saw it once. Independent
1: theater in fucking. Uh, That's pretty cool. Uh, what's that little fucking town in Washington? Not Seattle, the other one. Um, um, Spokane. Spokane. Yeah, it was like freezing. Spokane. I went in a sweatsuit high as fuck. I was for three in the. I was in the film
2: Washington. festival on Gig Harbor, um, which is like right above uh, Tacoma. Oh yeah. I love it out there, dude. It's nice to watch yeah. State, Pacific And the film community out there. Yeah, I never been. I never great been. Pacific, seafood, North, North, North. Great seafood, man. Great seafood. If North
1: you West. eat seafood. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Johnny, dude, why don't you share I, I, your I thoughts? I didn't
2: like it, and here's why. I, Up top, baby. No, how come on, Come on. Let me defend oh my myself. Lord. I do not,
1: not like it, but I let me let him talk my opinion, about yeah. stairs yeah.
2: before you jump on I'm like, I'm not going to <laughs> jump on it because I I did like good fellas and all those a lot of those movies back then Better dude not. obviously Classics. and the fucking super classics right and I love Martin Scorsese stuff and I respect him as a fucking amazing filmmaker who's made like tons of like that like crime drama mafia movie Even the Departed was fucking was a cool movie the it wasn't was it wasn't a the real boss yeah, movie it was cool a, f- f- a crime drama but yeah, it's a good movie a good movie but but it was like it was you know it was cool it was whatever but this Long, far, over, Overly long timeline On Netflix CGI doesn't If you haven't perfected CGI yet It's yeah. not going to work Unless it's Arnold Schwarzenegger Is the Terminator Or Will Smith In a science fiction fucking movie And even then It still looks kind of weird Yeah. But in a gritty Like supposed to be Real mafia world That didn't work well,
1: Yeah. And no. their
2: bodies As old yeah, that's men what it Didn't was. move okay. they made The face looks okay. something yeah. The yeah. body
1: Like the scene when De Niro a spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie, dude. the kick Sorry. scene. Yeah, oh the kick scene. The That's, hard. Hard. Right. Right. That's that, that. That. Okay. that was when it made me stop watching the movie with the same lens of mine. Yeah, when I yeah, saw it, yeah. I was like, all right, his body isn't doing what his face yeah. is doing. You can yeah, do a yeah. face. Yeah. I thought that Pacino's aging didn't look as rough. Because the thing is, there was times when Hoffa was older than Sheeran, so it made a little sense. Pesci was fine because he Buffalino was never that young,
0: yeah. but De
1: Niro just—they couldn't make him look young enough for me, dude. You couldn't make him look thirty-six.
0: Yeah, it just I and wasn't I buying it. No. I, I agree. And I
1: agree. I agree with a guy, I don't hate the movie. I'm not. Yeah. I, I'll tell you where I stand. But well, go ahead. Well, I don't want to. I want to. Let oh, him uh, no,
2: but De Niro is like a, a, an amazing actor, and like I thought he was
1: the weakest link. Yeah, he, wise. So I, you know what? I, actor, I, I
0: you're I you're going into I a movie where you got
2: to play, where you got to play a, a young guy, and you're the actor you are. People respect you and spend money in your movies because your name's in it. Dude, lose some fucking weight to play the younger version of yourself. Yeah, like yeah, make thin out your face he's and
1: 60 shit. Sixty something. No, Show no, dude. Like eight, almost eighty. He's way older. Niro? He's like seventy-five at least. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thought
0: Pacino was the older one. I think they're all at least seventy-five or
2: older. Yeah, and they're yeah. up there for sure. Um, I
1: thought, yeah, I I, th- I thought Pesci was great. Yeah, Pesci, I thought was Pesci was so great, great. because uh, people associate his roles with things like 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 Goodfellas and Casino, or even my cousin Vinny, where he's kind of loud and wild. Have you ever seen Once Upon a Time in America? Yes. Mm- okay, no. right. That's a it's a great uh, oh the mob show. Movie. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. no, no. Mm-hmm. It's a great mob movie. Uh, you know, James Woods and De Niro are, are uh, Jewish gangsters in Prohibition. Uh, Pesci has a very small role as an old Italian mob boss. He's very calm in that role, but it's like menacing and calm. In this, he was kind of calm and quiet. He wasn't the wild, yelling, pesci that people associate him with. I thought he was great. I actually thought Pacino was better than I thought. I tend to think that he's more, he's not as great in his latter years as De Niro. I I thought he was actually pretty decent for Hoffa. Not incredible, but like way better than I thought. De Niro was the one I was most disappointed by. Mm. I thought it was dope to see Harvey Keitel was cool in his scene. I, uh, what's his name the dude who played Fat Tony Salerno he played Herc on The Wire This white dude they, they oh, made him yeah. look oh, yeah, yeah, on The yeah, Wire yeah, was, yeah, that was decent yeah, you know yeah. uh, I thought Stephen Graham who played Tony Pro he's a British dude he's like all he played Al Capone in Boardwalk Empire but he's in like Lock, Stock, and uh, Snatch. Yep. He's a British dude,
0: no very shit. good actor, very off. good actor. I thought he was
1: great, uh, yeah. but the De Niro thing, that body thing is what threw me off, because maybe you can make the face look like it, but if the bodies don't move like that,
0: yeah. i does not Doesn't dying, work. Dude. When he
1: walks up and shoots dudes in the face, he's walking like an old man. He and he's walking, kind of fat,
2: dude. Yeah, yeah, and limping and yeah. shit. Yeah. Now y'all fat Frank shaming was, Robin Frank De Niro.
1: Frank a big guy, dude. He was like 6'5", tall, like well-built dude. De Niro's not that big.
0: Yeah. Um, I would just say, like, when I first started watching it, the the eyes did throw me off, and I couldn't, I find myself, well, he the, blue, the, the face, face. Well, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Eyes in real life. yeah, and so I kept looking at his face with the CGI, and then obviously that kicking scene was horrible, um, uh, but... The the and maybe it's a bit of nostalgia, but I you know I thought the story the story well, held my st- attention. Have you read the book? No, I didn't. I read the book a long I time ago. I never really knew that really whole story. Book. Yeah, it's a great. Book. So and I didn't know much on Jimmy Hoffa anyway, and I and I was just interested anyway. So the story kept my attention the whole time. I thought the acting was pretty good, and um, it's it's four legends that you know Pesci. De Niro, Pacino, yeah, directed by Kaitel, directed by Scorsese. That's probably this this will more than likely be the last time we ever see you know a cast like them together, right? So I think I think in this society, unfortunately we tend to judge things so fucking harsh, right? Just quick to judge. Even, we do it with albums, too. Like, be out for a week. Like, is this a classic? It's yeah. a classic. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like we don't, like, enjoy. I mean, whatever. Not to say that it was the greatest movie ever. It certainly wasn't good, fellas, You know, the, those guys are past their prime. But... I think just for the way that it held my attention and all the acting, I would never just be like, nah, fuck that. I think... I think. Yeah, it yeah but, but it's if you... So, so
2: if you enjoy a movie for that, then that's that's good, but yeah. I just... I don't give a fuck about yeah. any of that shit, so it just doesn't work for me. You know what I mean? I'm kind of
1: picky about certain things, and, like, I, need, and I, I don't, I don't want to lie to myself that it was and better And the violence than needs to
2: be... Uh, as a filmmaker myself, and one of the things I go after in both of my fucking films and oxymorons, like... You can't, no one can take that away from Moxie Morris. F- the, fu- the violence scenes were yeah. fucking brutal, and it yeah. felt real. I was we were say. really, I was really getting punched in the face in scenes, getting dragged down fucking hallways on my back, like, we did fucked up shit in that and did your own stunts dude. Yeah, you Jackie chan yeah we did dude. You know, in a way and we habitual, did Habitual
1: you did the same kind of shit habitual, yeah. I haven't St- seen Habitual yet
2: so Stan- I don't know Stanley literally picks shit up off the floor he was t- ripping lead paint off the walls and eating it and rubbing all those his fucking face real lead paint, so, paint so this was my
0: first time I'm like this yo what are you my- doing dude like, like you know
1: because like, <laughs> we don't, were in an asi- we were in the I'm abandoned, abandoned in Westboro did asylum did you absorb like the emotions of the
0: former well, patients so this was the first time I had ever acted right so it's funny because truthfully speaking I was young you two were both a little bit older than me i consider you guys kind of like you nice, know nice thanks dude yeah Good i looks, know bro. my vibe, uh, the ogs johnny's <laughs> got a better hairline than me. Dude. <laughs> yeah. but you know so when i was coming up i remember when oxymorons hit and i remember like being a young kid trying to like figure out how i could do stuff like this and and like i and you know so i remember that so this was the first time i got a chance to like act in a movie like on a real set and like you know you it was official bro you, you he did his thing and um, yeah, bro. So I just wanted to give it all I had. So I would literally be fucking wiping my hand on the just the cement floor and rubbing it on my face. And he'd be like, "Dude, what the fuck? Are, what the fuck and are I'm, you doing?" And a lot of people get crazy, but I'm <laughs> like, I'm "Yo, like, like, I'm like, nah, I'm bro. I don't want you
2: to fucking die, dude." I'm like, "It's set, gotta be like, authentic, bro." And I'm bro. gonna have to dump your body in the woods with the other mental patients you know, to bury you. I want to
0: look like a fucking.
2: But he brought it. You no, know, he brought his A game. I, I actually extended his role and made his role bigger than what it was.
1: Um, How did you find him for the for the movie? So, he was
2: hitting me up on... So, we were, like, going back and forth on social media. He was, like, giving Morons props all the time. And I said, like, who was this kid? And then I seen... Ferrone did a story on him. And he was in, like, the dig. So, anything that Ferrone does... Shout Farone out Chris Ferrone Chris Ferrone You know, we're all good friends with him, obviously. So, anything Farone does and respects... So I have a certain instant kind of respect for Because I, I respect his opinion on a lot of stuff. And he was one of my first supporters back home in the city. Same. And, and uh, so he wanted i knew he wanted to act like he said what he had said now like i'd love to be in a movie if you ever have it so i said yo i'm doing this psychological horror film you know, you want to come read for a role? And so I had him come to the auditions, and he crushed it there. And I was dude, like, dude, and okay. that was, like, he impressed me right away. And I was like, dude, you're all set, like, 100%. Like, you're going to have this role. I
0: feel like we have that, though, like, right? Just like as artists, you you have I'm sure you would be a, a pretty Maybe. good actor, too. I think with the music, it's, it's in a way, it's, it's kind of like acting. And I was doing a lot of shit, too, like, other than just music. I was doing little fucking skits. The way I was looking yeah. at it was like Stiz Grimey was like a brand. And it could encompass... Not just making music, but it could also be maybe funny skits, and it could also be, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I seen
2: and I seen that shit that he was doing. Oh, so you
0: I, did your homework?
2: Yeah, yeah. I seen like little videos he did, like were funny, like talking about like crack rocks on the Roasted fire, what the fuck he was saying. There, like little <laughs> funny videos he do is like, hey, it's this grimy. I'm a doctor, and here. What yeah, yeah what he I saw, it, I saw. You know, that. That. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. so yeah. I seen that he was yeah. more than just like. A, a rapper or whatever like that in the city so I gave him a shot he's from Chelsea he's a street kid he's, yeah. he had the, his story was about that he had been affected by drugs so if I'm gonna give anybody the opportunity in my fucking next movie about drugs I'm gonna do it for someone like fucking that's Stich. funny
0: bro like we, now, we, nah, not, so we, we never kind of talked about that but yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: so, so he did it, and we we extended his role, dude he fucking crushed it. And we became tighter through the movie, and and even now, even on the movie, we kind of clash sometimes, like creative minds, creative differences. Of course, and and
1: that, as and, it should.
2: And uh, yeah, and and now we just kind of become really fucking tight. And you know, Stiz, Stiz is fucking—he's he's a good—he's a good actor, dude. And I, if he takes it, I think he could—I think he could do other films and like really fucking.
0: On the next Brad Pitt. You heard it dude.
2: right here on damage Goods. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't I don't back in respect to people unless they.
1: Impress me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. so like where well where can I or anybody see habitual
2: So right now it's in the process of so we did test screenings back home in Boston. Yeah.
0: Um, Premieres at, at, at Revere Showcase oh, nice. Cinema, Patriot Plays, Radio plays, Radio. plays and like we, Low, bro.
2: Billboards back home. Like we yeah. made it like a little thing for yeah. Halloween. You know, we did good Yeah, it was done. Um, so now it's taken everything that's attached to the movie, the fact that you know, my childhood best friend, Chris Tamborell CT's in it and his whole like M T V kind of cult followers that he's had over the years. Let people know where he's from if they don't know. So he's from Charlestown. We grew up in the projects together. He's from the Bunker Hill Projects. His brother was Vanny, Vinnie Tamburello, was a friend of mine who got killed and shit. Chris is from the streets, and we we have a, a whole child, like, friendship. Say In our young adolescence, where we had fallen outs, like, big fallen outs and stuff to, like... Me being best man on his wedding show and shit, and he's uh he's a solid fucking good dude.
1: And he ended up on some MTV
2: shows. Yeah, he just won the Challenge Wednesday. He he's been won, on MTVs like one again. The dude. real, the real, yeah. World's, real world's, world's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. he's won yeah, he's won like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, he, he found still his niche with that. And niche. he won he won my nonprofit fight back home. So it's a film intervening in a high team to fight the opioid epidemic back home. He did two MTV ch- like I uh, would we'll call champs for stars challenges. And the money would go to the charity of their choice, and he won me over 150 grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: dude. And the, what's so. what's the name of your nonprofit? The film
2: intervening, getting high team fight. Do say that again? Film intervening, getting high team. Oh. So, film whether like it's stuff like my movies or shorts or documentary, like informative, like shit about the opiate epidemic and things to help curb it and and give yeah. knowledge about certain stuff and facts and in almost like a. Not as gimmicky, but almost like the truth campaign against cigarettes. Yeah. But for opiates and ta- and getting people to talk about it, is, for me, it's like a community based thing. So you have to build the communities to want to fight yeah, this more than like enough. getting more than getting politics and you know, government involved. And you have to like get the community to really come together and shame the shit that's killing people and just kind of keep it away from the kids. You know what I mean? No kid in high school should be fucking doing perks or fentanyl or any of that shit, you know? No. You know, it should happen. I it's certainly the, like, was. This, I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's these young generations, and there's a lot of people glorifying drug use, and you have fucking, like, you know, music stars that they love and are obsessed with. Billions of people stream this shit, and they're, you know, comfortable expressing that it's, like, cool to do this shit. And in and, and young people's heads, they're so, especially nowadays with social media and shit, they're so moldable, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. anything you put out to them, they, they, they take it and they run with it. And so putting out content to help, you know, just fucking so the knock it away. the
1: movie's going to screen for a little bit and then what, maybe hit some theaters, some streaming services? Yeah, so we're
2: submitted to South by Southwest right now. Um, there's definitely movement there right now with South by Southwest in the film. Nothing's 100% until, you know, I can say it's 100%, but but there's a good possibility that it could get, like, a midnight screen in there, which would be fucking That's unreal, um, obviously. But then, like, we have different theater chains that want to pick it up. So we're definitely going to do, like, a city tour, you That's, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and at least do 10, 20 cities at some point. And then from that point, you know, a brand could pick it up and really push it in theaters again. Or it, could, it will definitely end up on the Netflix. Because, yeah, Hulu, the BOD. Awesome
1: Morons is on Netflix and... Uh, it's on
2: Netflix yeah. um, originally. That was the first VOD platform. Amazon it was too, on. Right? I, now it's on, it's on Amazon Prime now. It was not Hulu, too, actually. All, right, right. all three, which is kind of unheard of for an independent film to do all three yeah. of those. I I did it at a real... Now that would never happen, but I did it at a time where there was like a lot of bouncing of content. Like I was going to say, can
1: you be... You- on those same stream services at the same time or do you have to like once you're off one you can go to the other from Amazon and Netflix? No,
2: yeah. So like Netflix license, like the way they license things now is very not exclusive, a, yeah, yeah. you know, and then you get Disney, all these like oh, yeah, wars dude. going on. So many goddamn so things. It's, and they own Hulu now, so it's like this content one then you have Amazon's its own fucking beast yeah. and they're just like, oh, we're going to do it too just because why not? Of course. And they don't pay their their filmmakers and stuff a ton Because
1: I was going to ask like for an independent uh, filmmaker like yourself, is it more advantageous to... Have your shit in the theaters, or like are That's the streaming services too. getting you more exposure now versus like maybe 10 years so ago? It comes
2: down to two things. It comes down to money, obviously. So, if you're in it for money, which a lot of people are as a filmmaker, you want, or you want to make even, not even that you're in it for money, like to be like rich, but but most people are, let's be real. And But even if you just want to make your money back, like pay your investment yeah, back yeah. and make, just make some money break even just so you can keep like doing what I did with Oxymorons, like just keep the career going and keep building the brand and chasing the dream and get getting your name out there. Like, that's one thing, but also, like, where do you want your movie? If, like, so even if Netflix is going to offer you less than what it could do in these theatrical things, but, like, you really think, like, the Netflix Netflix and chill fan base is going to, like, cult, you know, pump yeah. your thing out and it's going to build your brand and you still make money off that, that could be a better choice. But typically, like, theatrically is a big deal. You make good money off theatrically. More money than well. streaming services? Yeah, well, it depends, dude. Because streaming services, if they do something exclusive, like if Netflix does an exclusive buy of a film and like it's a Netflix exclusive, they offer five, ten million dollars for projects. You know what Shoot. I mean? So, and th- but then there's also projects that get picked up for real low money and like bulk orders, like from distributors and stuff. But theatrically, someone has to put a and budget behind you, like a studio. Say, so like, Universal yeah. will come on, A Twenty Four, Blumhouse, whoever yeah, yeah. comes on board attach themselves to your film now they're doing the theatrical for you but their pna budget typically is what's
0: pna like it's marketing like it's all
2: the fucking um what does it oh, stand for pna stands for um penis not actors promotions I mean, it like promotions no that, it's the first word pub i don't think it's promotions it's, it's advertising it's um we're publicity- real smart publicity and advertising mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ah there you go I had a, but i had to think um <laughs> Because I didn't know what that like, was. Still good like, radio
0: skills with. right there. Yeah, yeah right? He was, he, he, well, well he I he was just really that, lost, but, but, too. So. But he
2: asked me this before, too. So he tried to hit me with the same question. Did you, did you even know what it means? Like, no, I, I don't
0: was, think like, I asked yeah, you that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, no, we but you were like you were talking about it at lunch today, and I didn't know. So I really didn't know. Um, so, yeah. But P&A
2: is the, the marketing and the fucking billboards and the commercials and all that shit. And typically, a distributor will write in that budget. You really can't. You know what I mean? That, that budget's typically going to outweigh. What a return is the action, yeah, yeah. but it would you know what I mean? Get but the exposure, be But if it does huge, you make you yeah. make money off that obviously. But there's all the foreign markets too. People don't realize. So you can sell to Netflix here. Netflix, but buys, it's only
1: it's, Netflix, Netflix U.S. or something right? Netflix list.
2: U.S. and then um, U.S. Canada and then Canada U.K. So they do it
1: like that. Yeah, because when I like when I travel for like my gigs and shit, like I'll be in other countries. Can't nope, no Netflix here, no HBO Go. What? I'm watching, I'm watching RT so, or fucking uh so, Alex Zira, so the it, hotel room. So like, say like uh, English shit.
2: So when you, you talk about like places like Berlin and all these yeah. like places, different parts of the, the world, right, that are English speaking or even just like love American cinema and stuff those territories don't have the content that we have so much content here. We go on and I go on... Too much! I go on all shit and shit, but I've hey. seen it all and I'm like, oh my god, I've seen uh, how do, have I seen all this shit, right? Like, all that content in my head. Over there, they don't have that content, so a good film comes through, like a crime drama, American crime drama, horror. They love it and because they, they, that's like yeah. something that they can draw tons of attention to um, and they're like film markets over there and stuff. So. The,
1: the streaming biz is interesting because like at least I know for music, and Stiz, you probably know this, like for music, the way people taking music now is like 90% of people are streaming, right? Mm-hmm. You can sell your albums. If you're like super-duper big, like kind of off poppy artists, even hip-hop, rock, whatever, as long as you're super mainstream, you'll still sell some of those digital albums, but you're so big that you, you, you sell like, I don't know, man, I don't even know if they sell anymore, a couple hundred thousand, yeah. but still mainly streaming. But if you're like an ill-niche indie artist, you'll get streamed, but you'll be able to sell like your projects, or you'll you'll limit it so you can't be streamed for the first month or whatever. Yeah. You gotta buy it on my website for ten bucks or this and that. And if you're real smart and you got a strong fan base, they'll sell a lot of like vinyl or digital yeah, albums vinyl. or whatever. And they can make some bread. Yeah. But the artists who are kind of in between or who don't like follow their niche and hone in on a small fan base, they're mostly getting streamed and they're like getting paid. Shit! Death. I mean, they will tour. So that, you hope you tour, so that, but you're So, gonna, so that yeah. can ha- yeah.
2: that can happen in these situations for sure. You can get picked up by a streaming service, and they might try to offer you way lower money than what your bud- even your budget was or whatever. But you can do the same thing. Like so, Mike, my, my situation is like, Chris has you know say a fucking half million fans on social media. I'm just throwing a number out there, and. Those half a million fans on social media—if half those people go and rent a movie for ten dollars, if we put it up on our own, like kind of platform to like Vimeo, you know what I mean? The yeah. Vimeo deal or iTunes, whatever—and just took ninety percent of that because those those streaming services is gonna take ten percent off what you make, which is really nothing to stream on this to use their services—and you know, two hundred thousand of a half a million people, fucking hit play, yeah, came yeah. over. This, so, yeah. so I know that in my head, so. I'm just taking my time. I'm I'm being diligent and finding the best home for the movie, not only to make money, but to fucking build the brand and, and get it out there to an audience. You know, yeah, you got a
1: long-term yeah. vision. That's that's important. 100%. It's 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 more about. It seems like you're a little more driven by like the the art than the desire to just like come up. Like Stiz and I were talking about this uh, before the podcast about like you know what motivates people. In the I used to do music and shit, and then I had to, when I stopped doing. Music And I was just kind of, I had a writing deal, and I was out here, Stiz was asking me, I was like, yeah, I just really wasn't like feeling it, you know, like, it it, it was probably going to be a more lucrative thing, but I really didn't dig doing it, and I really didn't dig working and dealing with the people, and I wanted to do these other things like like podcasts, and I wanted to host a radio show, I got a book coming out, I want to write, but like, there was no guarantee that that was going to work out. And even if it does, those things generally yield way less financially. <laughs> yeah. a book, fucking shit. Yeah. Like, you know, versus writing for some yeah, pop fine. singers. And Stiz knows we have, I have some mutual friends already in that field. Like, I could have actually probably had more leeway, but I just didn't want to do it, dude. It's the same thing with me and,
2: like, commercial work. Like, I, I did two national commercials last year and the director that put like, me in. Di-
0: acting or directing? Yeah,
2: f- Fanatics. I did the Fanatics commercial for Fanatics, i the Celtics kid in that. Like, I'm played the most out of the characters in that series. And then I'm the the fucking serial killer in Hunt a Killer, which is this subscription game that all these people that watch, like, crime investigation channels and that murder, like, fucking weird shit that there's a cult following to, they play this game and they hunt a serial killer together online through this, like, subscription that gets mailed to their fucking house with all these clues and shit. So I'm the serial killer in that commercial. But that director, so those two commercials were cool and stuff, but... He wants to be doing what I'm doing. He wants to be, he's writing stuff, but he wants to be like making movies, like doing features, telling these cool fucking stories. Like he has a story about rugby that he wants to do. He's like a rugby player, which so is interesting in, in a violent fucking tough sport, you know? and. But he'll never do it because he's stuck in the commercial world. Because the and I could do the commercial with him and it pays. It's it's right there, the carrots dangling. It's a guaranteed chunk of change every year. It's hard to say no. Legit money. And for me, I don't want to fucking do that, dude. So I'm going to, I could always go do that later if it came down to that. But I'm like, impressive, man. Focus beyond that. It's hard,
1: especially when it's right there. And once you've gotten that carrot a couple times, like the guy you're talking Mm. about, you've gotten that big chunk of change a few times. It's, you see how easy that, that process is to trace the blueprint. And, like, why am I not going to do it again? And it's easier to step away from your passion. If, I think if you're st- not struggling, it's not the word I want, but, like, you're doing what you really want to do, and it's taking time, you're less likely to jump. But if you get that quick success over there, you, you jump ship.
0: You know? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: you, Give you, me the like, check.
0: Like, was, fuck I you. I love the journey, Give me the dude. check.
2: For me, like, where, more, where, yeah. where I come from, I come from nothing. I come from the fucking projects i had a fucked up life, you know, like I almost died and and then I survived a near death experience and then I'm like living I got my GED in jail and I'm living my fucking dream as a filmmaker. And I may not be a millionaire, but I've made enough money off my first film that I can continuously chase my dream and not punch a clock and nine to five somewhere and and do it. And Stiz has watched me from the beginning of this journey to now. It's been it's been like a couple years, this whole fucking process. So it's a two year fucking job of like creating this this machine you know so I love it though yeah like to be here now Dude like, talking about it just like, fucking doing me, what you
1: Want to do is is The best shit ever dude it's pretty cool Right like I yeah. mean like even if, if, if I was had like a factory job on, like 40 Hours a week doing a factory job and like, yeah, I paid my bills, I don't really like it. I still need something to do on the side, right? Like when I was a when I was a little kid, I had to go to school, right? But I hated fucking school. I hated playing sports. I hated authority, right? So I was a skater, right? I got into skateboarding when I was like twelve. Nobody could teach you that, no coach, no kids. I'd even skip school you to skater? skate. I was yeah, from twelve, maybe ten to twenty. Uh, uh, skate all in Boston. I mean, you in
2: New York or anything like that? Yeah, here and there
1: as a teenager. And you shit. know, like the shut
2: kids. Like uh, the yeah, side, I was like, shut. Yeah. Of course, it was so, huge East Coast company. So my boy Eric Monday, who was a he was a pro skater. He's from Con- Hartford, Connecticut. But I met all those shut kids through. But he was a like heavy duty, like street skater, East Coast. And he from the, that whole I don't skate, but that whole skate fucking family. Dude. They're some of the best fucking Solid. cats I've ever yeah. met. And, he, solid. You know, and just yeah, solid, usually. super yeah. solid, yeah, Dude, yeah. solid motherfucker. All them shut kids and everything. Yeah. They were in that movie, kids, and they're yeah. they're in New York and uh, five boroughs. They yeah, split yeah. off. All those, and New York shit. Dudes. those kids are fucking. Some of the, yeah, and that's what it was like in Boston. I that. would
1: skate with all the Boston dudes, and that was my thing. It's like, I gotta go to this school thing as a 10, 11, 12, whatever 15 year old from eight to three or eight to two. It's like, you know, like I, you gotta go to that shitty job. The second I'm out of there, I'm skateboarding, or I started, you know, getting into graffiti or whatever. As soon as I'm out of this shitty job, I'm writing, you know, rhymes on the subway, right? You know, and like just had something, you need to have something, you know what I'm saying. And uh, and something that you like, like it was. It's really cool for me to see Stiz becoming like a radio personality and in a podcast host, right? Because like I transitioned from being a musician uh, into like hosting and, and then writing and shit, right? And then I saw I knew Stiz and um, I got to see him. Like I was like, this motherfucker's like on AF and shit. Like oh shit, no, and, like, yeah, and him so and this other cat snook that got this podcast. Yeah. And I don't really know him very well. Uh, yeah, no, I keep saying i got a link, y'all. Shout but uh, my but guy. I knew you, and I was yeah. like, oh, shit, he's doing kind of what I did. So, like, you know, if you've ever met another dude who who kind of transitioned to yeah, filmmaking. Yeah, make a movie, yeah. It's kind of cool to see, like, someone in, like, yo, being a... Like, if you ever, like, blew up as, as a rapper or a guitar player or some shit... You know, money and girls, even if you don't blow up, dude, even if you play hole-in-wall clubs, you're still walking away with some fucking vaginal cavities at the end of the night, yes. dude. I tell you know, him all like the time, he
2: gets down on himself sometimes, this kid.
1: <laughs> that's, and, how uh, that's how you and stay I sharp. To,
2: <laughs> I'm telling he, oh, you, I mean, bro. too much, too much. He gets, oh, he gets don't, pessimistic don't do too much, and he questions, and he gets people, and he has other, he's influenced because he asks people because he loves people's opinions, like everybody in his, in his circles, and there's different walks of life, and a lot of people get, you know maybe like push him and sometimes we're like, I gotta get 9 to 5 I gotta make sure I get oh, a yeah. house by the time I'm 40 he in, gets in that mode I'm like yo dude I'm like where well, we're from the streets and drugs and all that shit like yeah. for us to be where we're at now dude, you already did good
1: like dude we're, we're like above and beyond like a w- it's yeah. a balance
0: though it's a balance I, I know what Johnny's means though I, and, and, I, know I, what he, and I know what he means too but I'm also a realist right and you know it's like proper planning prevents poor performance and it sounds very oh cliche yeah. it sounds yes, very cliche it sounds very cliche but it's true, right? So, you know, I just... I, you know, and I'm older now. I'm not fucking 21 not, anymore. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, I know, but you're like, not even as old as us, and we're not No, even older y'all are old as fuck, though, for God real. We both look younger than him I mean, I do have a lot of gray hairs in my beard, but no, 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 no. But but you know, I'm just you know, I don't want to be starving my whole life either. You know what I mean? Like I'm you trying don't. to set myself in a in a in a nice way. But yo, you, know? but you like you're doing what you dig, right? Yeah.
1: And you're good at it. Like as a guy who does what you do, And all them radio I, dudes, I just think you're good at it. Thank you. Oh, you all the radio That's dudes are
2: due dude to fall off now because yeah, dude, it, it's all a generational, generational thing, dude. He, So he's got that market, dude. So if he just yeah, keeps bro. plugging that.
1: He yeah. could, dude You know what This has got go a lot of energy You got a lot of energy Thank Like you. naturally And you do the morning shift Like I'm a night owl dude I'm uh, a wild man I don't know how fucking
2: yeah, he fucking does It's horrible Yeah
1: he's
0: got a uh, You guys catching a flight tonight You got to be on the radio What time? Well tomorrow I'm just doing my weekend shift 10 to 2 But uh, On the
1: uh, Sabbath The Lord's Day On the to Lord's make you Day On
0: the Lord's Day Someone's got to entertain The people Jake It's early I might stay I haven't
1: decided
2: After this I'm going to figure If
1: i to I wake up early To surf I wake up with like Five, five, thirty-six. Sometimes, depending on the conditions. But if I'm not waking up at like the crack of dawn to surf, I'm probably sleeping in because I stay up late as a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. job I've ever had in my life, whether uh, self-employed or working uh, like like working for Slayer, these guys, I'm like Wait, we. Leave the venue oh, at two yeah, in the morning. Of course. I've never gone to bed early. Security a strip club. Yeah. performing as a musician. I never go to bed early. Yeah. I create. I write late yeah, night. I yeah,
0: yeah. Listen, I was the same way too, right? I was the same way too. And if you asked me a week before I got into radio, if I ever would have got into radio, I would have told you, right. I would have no fucking way, bro. Right? It's just kind of. It just kind of happened, right? And, and but it's not luck because I hustled my fucking ass off, right? But I'm just kind of riding the the horse in the direction that it's going. None of this shit was kind of you know i didn't set out to do radio i kind of set it, set out to be an entertainer whatever whatever that meant but i'm just kind of riding the wave that it's where it's going And the morning show is is where i got my foot in the door you know so it was like that's what that's on um, you and know and that's the biggest sh- obviously those are the biggest shows to you know. brand by doing that the, you know yeah, like. and you're yeah. kind
1: of like you know worried about the, your age and things like that this is what i think is the greatest thing about getting a little older maybe johnny can like uh feel me on this one as you get older, especially doing these kind of things, you kind of, like, there's always things you want to do that you love, but you also start to see what your true natural talents are. And not only that, but how you can use them, right? Yeah. Like, were you, when you was, like, fucking 22, dude, did you think he was going to be directing films? No, you might have wanted to no, somewhere, no, that was, right?
2: No, was that was a, that, no, that, dr- that dream from my teenage years and stuff was, I, I deterred from ever thinking that by the lifestyle I was living. Yeah. And in, in, so then to be doing it, yeah. I
1: but somewhere in your journey, like you found that you have these I, kind of I, talents. I yeah, 100%. That, that I you, was like, that Yo, you can use. This is what you are supposed to do, right? Right. So like maybe like it took you to get to this age, right? Where you see like, dude, I'm really good at fucking being a radio host and a podcast host yeah. and entertainer, hosting live events. And like that took me a while too. Like being myself and actually not having to fake the funk and play any games yeah. and be articulate and poignant and a little sad and dark, but kind of funny is my most natural thing making yeah. fun of shit that most people would be like oh my god but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how you like irish funeral style like you like laughing mm-hmm. through the pain like that's i'm sure that's like what some of your families are like where you we oh, come yeah, from of course. that's my shit dude. we're in yeah, we miserable put, yeah, situations and someone cracks a joke alas yeah. and that's how you get those tears to dry up yeah so you know like you find out what you're really naturally great at or good at a little later when you're young it's just your ambitions your passions you know mm-hmm. do you miss th- music I mean, I love music, and I still work in it yeah, live. Yeah, yeah. I, st- you know, I still write and fuck around. And that's kind of how I, I play feel, too, on radio. Yeah, yeah. But I don't miss anything about the music industry. You don't miss the game. Yeah, I, do, yeah, I yeah. hate the fucking game. Yeah, yeah, I look yeah. at people I know still participate in it, and I thank God, literally, on my knees that I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah, especially when you're you're not at the top, like, top yeah, of the It would have had to work at
1: exactly how I wanted, because the, the concept of biting my tongue and, like, swallow my pride doing shit I didn't really believe in. I was willing to do it then and I look back and I'm like, you fucking motherfucker, that would have been so bad. I'm so glad I didn't, you know?
0: Yeah, I find uh, you know, I I do I do miss the music a little bit, but I think it's like it's like, you know, like I can make music whenever, bro. You know, like it's not even uh, about it's not even about trying to make it anymore.
1: It stings a little at first whenever you're transitioning, right? Like even like say like when you like, you know, you're ending one like, part of your life before you started getting the film shit and you know you can't go back to that part of your life anymore, it stings a little, right? It's bittersweet because you thought maybe it was going to turn out different. Yeah. But once you kind of find the attraction doing something else that you, you have passion and believe in, in and it pulls at you,
0: it's our, it makes it a little better. It makes it all right. And, and then it slowly goes away. That, and let's that face it, what little money I do have coming in is from radio, and, and you know, unlike music, yeah. which was like the money was just going out; it was just constantly spending. I was actually, like, I was like making money doing music, but oh. I was
1: reinvesting it so much that yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I, it would pay for what I was doing, but, but was it was just gone. Yeah, but yeah. I was all good though; it was cool. But then you get a little older, yeah. and it's like, well, especially when I had the band, I was like, I don't want to be in my thirties like in this situation. You yeah. Know? But, um, but I do, I have friends who make more money. Doing things they fucking hate. Yeah.
0: 50, not
1: even 40 hours a week, dude. We're talking 50, 60. And now they're out of shape because they don't got time to go to the gym. Nick, they're bummed out and they're tired. They got on some money. And yeah, you get like one or maybe two vacations a year with your girl and you have a nice crib, but you're fat and fucking slobby. You don't do anything fun and you're miserable. You come home at night and you have to, like, your your best bet is fantasy football for fun. Yeah. That's miserable. You give it some some wacky name. To me, that's bleak. just
2: throwing away the the, the days. You know what I mean? And
1: hey, if that works for you, actually. Maybe I'm jealous. Of you. If that really does make you happy, I'm jealous because I would—I couldn't do it, dude. Yeah. I'd rather be on the fucking street or not. You know, like sleeping Time. in a shitty studio apartment. Yeah, time's more yeah. valuable than money. Yeah, yeah. I mean. although chicks don't dig that. But uh yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah, but but I just can't do that, dude. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, wow. I th- again, balance. I think it's all about you know. At least for me right now, I'm just you know I'm trying to find I'm trying to find a nice little balance. Have you, you had uh, Johnny on the the podcast before? Yeah, yeah, time, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Okay, yeah, cool, yeah, cool. cool I, was cool.
2: On a, I, I do a little guest appearance Good, season, I was to go with them out. guys.
1: Stiz he invited me on. Uh, I think like a little while ago when I was in Boston. But I was there for like a forty-eight oh, yeah, hours. Miss, we brutal. missed you, right? I'll yeah, be yeah. there again soon. Though. We'll do it up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about on WAF? Uh, what Snizzle? No, 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 Johnny.
0: Uh, I'm not no, W selfish. so WAF's a little bit different, and you know with radio right now it is hella yeah. fucking. I mean, I know even bro. on my shit we can't. It is so anything. corporate that you know yeah. exactly. And so you're on F- and, F- and, FM radio. And, FM, yeah. and
2: nobody knows what's going on back home. All the radio. I, I have other friends in radio too. Like one of my friends works at Kiss One Hundred and Eight. Another kid Ninety Four Five. And radio is so like up and down right you know yeah, what they're I mean? so scared they're either
1: about to lose everything or they make a big comeback yeah, yeah. you know
0: i mean yeah i know I mean, I, great
1: I, great industry to fucking get into stan i've I've always like had my issues with fm radio because as an artist like oh, i'll go yeah. on like say i go on like you know shade 45 or, or serious xm or even like a college station kind of like curse and be yourself and i would do these like jamming 5, the 94.5 the Hotline 7 things and it was like okay like Straighten yep. up! Yep. You got to yep. script it, yep. and you got to make yep. sure you don't say anything. And it was just like so formulated, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I always kind of like, damn, that looks kind of whack. I didn't want to be on that end. And everything's yeah. time, so like yeah. everything's
2: under crunch, so it's yeah. you, there's no room to like connect no. and grow. Whatever. It's, it's yeah. like uh, that
1: Wayne's World scene when the guy's like interviewing them on the radio. He's not paying attention. He's like, uh huh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Now, granted, I have a little bit I of leeway. I don't need to shit on that. I'm sorry. No, no, that no. no, I, no, no. I'm going to go hang myself now. No, no, no. Uh, you know, I have a little bit of, of leeway to, you know, so I definitely may mention, like, because now I'm doing my own on-air shifts. He was able to, was able to pop the on, movie uh, a bit and
2: stuff like that. Yeah, Alaska, I, yeah.
0: I, I, got, I do my own on-air shits now on AAF, so I was able to plug the movie a little bit, you know, like, plug my social media. There's other radio stations in my building. It's not just AAF, so I was able to go down to Amp Radio. You did a big one on Amp. Do some do, some do some promotion and got over the there. some you podcast and social media yeah and i got my you know? yeah my own brand like yeah, if you yeah. have like social media if you're just like
1: joe Schmo who works at the factory or christina mina who like is a waitress yeah. social media is just for your friends but if you do something artistically you can use yeah, that so to help
2: promote yeah, when we were doing the screening and revere like me and him did a video i was like yo let a fucking video it's fucking hilarious you know what i yeah. mean he's like trying to clown on me i'm clowning on him i'm like throwing him out of the way and we're just getting people to come out to yeah. th- you know what i mean just like always doing creative shit and like pushing stuff yeah. consistently
1: It's the way to do it. Like, honestly, like, use your platforms and the social media, vice versa. Take the people who fuck with your social media to like check out your platforms your movies your shows whatever and vice versa but it's tough again it's tough
0: because uh, well, social media has become a job dude Yeah, within your job and we're so fucking it goes to being spoiled with content there is so much fucking content out there and it's just like people's attention spans are so fucking short I I
1: always say that like if I didn't have anything to promote like no podcast I probably wouldn't be on social I would not because I hate it Mm -hmm. but because I do I feel the same way I use it to my advantage and I use my like frustrated anxiety like written anchor it Little shit in, in the city I encounter, or like funny observations, I just take my humor and I, I document it. It'd be wild and wacky,
0: mm-hmm. but it's
1: it's natural, it's real. But I'm promoting something, you know. Right. But if I didn't, dude, fuck.
0: Your meme game is also pretty fucking strong. He's great. Thank your meme, yeah. Your Thank meme you, dude. I All get right, some good love on it. Yeah, The mean of the I'll I'll yeah, we'll, we'll sure. yeah, yeah. We'll definitely, yeah, of
1: course. Sure. I uh, I get like some followers, and I I lose a lot of people because of uh, my shit. But then I the people I gang are like with me you know and that's like what I'm doing is I'm just like I think I was saying this earlier uh, about like a niche like I know my shit like if I was a musician still I could never post this shit I would defend and lose listeners that was one of my biggest concerns I don't know if you experience this as a director or whatever (laughs) you might know this about being a musician I used to get scared. Of, like, I didn't want to do anything that would offend a fan or lose a fan. The way yeah. you say some shit in an interview, a shirt you wear. Man, wow. if you, if,
2: I mean, for me, if you've seen Oxymorons, dude, well, you you know, I don't hold back at all. Yeah. We, the, the dialogue, the of language, course. the racism, well, you know, it was, it that's very real. Can I
1: say something about Oxymorons, dude? As a kid who has family from your neighborhood and mm-hmm. spent a lot of time there, especially that time period, I had friends in the same kind of situations. Uh, as far as Boston movies go, right, you saying the Departed, good movie. Not the most accurate Not authentic, movie, yeah, right? no. Oxymorons is, if not the maybe like one of the most authentic boss movies, especially to, to Charlestown at that time. Like what you guys were wearing, those Affliction shirts, the running shorts, mm-hmm. the sneakers, like the way you guys were dressing. No offense, mm-hmm. like like in JP, at least my motherfucker's still are like on that shit. But it was so real, dude. You guys look when I would come mm-hmm. over and get off at Bunker Hill and walk through. Y'all looked exactly like that. Uh, those two
2: brands also sponsored us: well, yeah, New course. Balance and Affliction. And the affliction stuff I was super picky about, so I'm like, Ugh. but like we got like some exclusive, pretty oh, like hip tr- shit, yeah. And we, we pulled same, it off, dude. yeah. And that's how it, I wanted to have it, it have it that feel, dude. It felt I didn't like, want to put kids out there and looking like the outsiders with white t-shirts no, and dude, jeans, yeah, you know? No,
1: it looked so much like the early 2000s, like 2000 mm-hmm. through 2002, and uh, it was so ill for me, like just to see the way it went down. And I feel like. I showed that movie to friends of mine who were not from Boston and they, they knew the stories and shit, mm-hmm. but I'm like, yo, this is literally, this is what it's like. I, I thought, pre- yeah, I Oxy that. was dope, bro. Oxy was the dope. The authenticity yeah. was like something that hit me, especially because I know that neighborhood very well and, and that Lifestyle at the time the I was close to people talking
2: the street, dude, street like the the kids doing the
1: same things, dude, and seeing how it went down. Mm-hmm. It was like that's why I was right there doing kind of similar things, and it was very real.
2: So there's a lot of stuff in that movie from beginning to end that can offend all different walks of life, in that criminal world, and the racism in the, from the city and stuff. But, and I would, you know, I would, thought about kind of stuff. I don't, and I was like, fuck this. I just got to keep it as fucking real as possible and not hold back and just like do. It. If, I, if When I read oxy Morons too, I had did all my twenties. Getting in trouble, almost dying, you're just being an idiot. And when I made oxymorons, it was like it was like game time. It's like I had to go far. It It was either it was all in or fucking like there was no time for me to like do short films and all these make a sizzle reel. It's like no, just make the fucking movie with what you got. Bring in every piece of equity you can fucking get in, all your favors, everything, and then create this illusion to everyone that wants to be in a movie that has money, so that they, they this is how you do it instead of auditioning for like little extra roles, like make a movie, give yourself a fucking role in it. And I built a cast that way, and it, it worked. It was all real fucking people from the city. Yeah. The cops were real cops in that movie. Yeah. You know what it, I
1: mean? Isn't the cop a chef, too? Wasn't he like a That cook? cop, yeah, oh, that yeah, cop's yeah. a
2: chef, too, yeah. Damien DiPaolo. And,
1: and I think there's something that's really important. When you when you create art, right, like if, if you were to take those elements out, right, mm-hmm. if I, I, I just wrote this book, and there was certain shit in there, it was a very personal shit that I know, when some people read it, they're going to be upset. And I and the, I love these people, and I was like, man, I mean, I, I want to take this out and change it. But then I'm I'm changing the story. I'm not telling the full truth, right? And it's gonna hurt some people I really care about, and I'm not. Did you use names? I changed everybody's All names. Cool. But I'm not. I'm not like posturing up the story. I'm not taking a standpoint. I'm literally just telling it right. And I I, I don't want to hurt someone, but if I take it away, like if you took that shit away from the movie, you're not telling the full truth, and it's. It's like you're censoring yourself. But so do you I'm, think
0: you're biased at all? So it's you telling these stories. Now, you're saying you're telling them subjectively, but what if well, the person that's in that, the story like that, has but their I'm, own I'm side I'm not of
1: really life. like taking a standpoint like, I didn't like this girl's dress. She yeah. talked to me mean. I'm. I'm more saying, saying, like saying like Yo, this, the this, water's this, wet, this, the sky's ha- blue. This fucking happened, and you can't deny that this happened. This person didn't pick me up from school at 2 o'clock because they were doing this. I'm not saying why. I'm just saying, you know, and, and it's just like you, you censor yourself and you take certain things out of your art, you're not being honest. And art isn't necessarily meant to offend, it's, it's meant to invoke emotions, which could be offensive. Yeah. You could be happy, cry, laugh, no, if Those
2: people did those things. Exactly. Shame, shame on them for not yeah. like, just having responsibility in yeah. their own head. And it's supposed to be, be therapeutic. Yeah,
1: you just put the art out there, dude. People like want to hold artists to these standards of what's in their art sometimes. And, and like you, you just tell the story how it is. So like, you got to put that in your movie. You got to put that, I'm sure, like, in anything you do, Stiz. Yeah. You got to put it out there, dude, yeah. you know? It, or at least if you're gonna put it out there, don't take away certain things that might take away the full yeah. spectrum of the tale.
0: That's know? funny though, you know, you we got into this when you were talking about having to like not so much censor yourself on social media, but like that word. is that word. is word. something that happened with me when I got into radio because Oh uh, yeah, because yo, you have to be careful, right? I have to be careful. That's like right. if I say censor the wrong Yeah, radio. if I say the wrong like there are definitely situations where I could say something that would get me fired from my job. Yeah. Right. You
1: know, and that that's my whole thing about things like FM radio and platforms where you have to be semi clean. Yeah. I forget. Like you have to be kind of careful on the
0: podcast, you have to be careful. I mean, I yeah, yeah. In fact, here's a here's a funny here's a funny conversation, right? So Don't snuck saying it if it's gonna get you fired. Nah. I right, originally oh. well well, on the podcast with Snuck. So Snuck, you know, I love that dude, that's my guy, you know, but he's just, he's from Haverhill, he's just, you know, he's just like a street dude, like, he's just funny, and he uses uh, the R word, retarded, and... I, I use that in my of book. Co- of course, listen, mm-hmm. we all grew up saying that word, right? But now, it is, it is—it like, it's, yeah. like, not socially acceptable to say that word, yeah. you know? And so, Snuck and I have argued, and I'm like, Snuck, you gotta stop, and now it's become kind of like a playful thing, you know, but, uh... But yeah, man. It, I think you know.
2: yeah, I think on a, if you're on like your own podcast and you just like you're not on a fucking like sense it on radio and shit. You should just, if that's how you talk, dude, why are you going to censor what, 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 if you're not insulting special needs people in your mind, you're just, it's just a fucking phrase. Unless you feel bad, if you
1: honestly feel bad about using it, then that's one thing, you know what I'm saying? Exactly.
2: I
0: mean, listen, I don't, if I'm being honest, I don't necessarily, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't bother me in the least, but I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to err on the side of caution, you know what I mean? And... Here's another thing. I'm not. I don't. I don't have a, a contract right now, right? So it's not like I. I. I don't have a signed contract. Free so It's, a, it's free a little bit. Agent. I'm a free agent, baby. Taking my. I have to take my talents. Off I have to, to get LA, that, man. that. Howard Stern Ooh. money, bro. You about to get that yeah. Howard Stern money? Howard's the man, man. Uh, yo, I. We had. Um, Who's Opie and Anthony? You know Anthony's last name. You guys, Korea, you to know. Call me. Call Call me. Anthony. Korea. Yeah, yeah. right? Anthony Correa. I don't know. We had him on uh, Maddie and Nick, and he was telling us. We asked him about working with Howard, and like he was, he was saying it's serious. Howard has like he pulls his gar- uh, car into the garage, and then there's like a car elevator. He drives his car onto the elevator, and it fucking goes up to his studio. Like, so he doesn't get in the elevator. Well, you don't have to like see well. nobody. He don't see nobody, yo. He drives into a car elevator, and the car ele- elevator goes up to the studio, the radio studio. That's how Howard does. And he only works three days a week now, Howard. So, does he pre-tape the other shows? There's only three shows a week. Or does he go in and pre-take the other one? No, I don't know what they do for the other two days. I'm not like a, I'm not a.
1: Yeah, I've never not not against the dude. I've
0: never really listened to his
1: shit. Yeah, I I I saw it back in the day on the uh, when he was like the TV show here and there, but. I never was oh yeah, remember it. that TV show on E? Yeah, it was just, right, it was yeah, just a, his radio show. They just yeah. put a couple oh, cameras. yeah, that's right. It was like right, the first podcast. Yeah, I never really got into him. Yeah. Not anything against him or whatever. Just I don't know why. It just yeah, was yeah, my yeah. thing. He's the highest uh, highest, man, highest paid man in radio. Oh, he definitely, yeah. he's made successful.
2: But I was never yeah, into like his yeah. humor and shit. Yeah. you know what I mean.
1: I, I did. I will say this, uh, and this might get me like barred from ever being on his show. Is like when he was on the what is it? The fucking. The the American Idol esque show isn't he one oh, the host yeah, on he that hosts on that? Oh yeah.
0: Talent, yeah, he was. yeah, American Got Talent maybe. He, he was one of, them, right? I, uh, was that, one of that, those judges. Fucking, I don't that's, know. That's, that sucks. I hate. Well, that that hurts my heart. Again, again, I'm not a I'm not a Howard fan. I don't I like, don't yo, know. You got so much fucking money, dude. But how yeah. do yeah. you do this?
2: He he grinded obviously into that radio business all the way up to where he's at now. Now he's just moved all around. He's doing. He's having fun with it. Probably.
1: Well, they say like he's tearing deteriorate your shit though. Yeah. That's what they say. Even going back to like the Irishman, like you know the latter part of De Niro and Pacino's careers a lot of people would be like why the fuck these guys do these money is De Niro and the mom for money like why are they doing this bullshit they got mad money and it always blew my mind i never knew what the explanation was
0: wait why did why did like they De do Niro the irish Pacino, no right no no not why they oh. did that
1: but we were talking about how you know they've gotten older in like the 2000s basically De Niro and Pacino weren't part of a lot of great movies no. they didn't have a lot of great roles a few yeah. Yeah. we're talking, you're about, talking few, about some dude. of the
2: movies they jumped on yeah I mean dude yeah. there's some
1: shit that you're like what the fuck yeah. and shot. you're talking about two of the guys who would get like, labeled top five actors what's ever? the
2: one where they would cop, cop and killer oh, the one, and then with, uh, uh, fucking
1: uh, Donnie Wahlberg Donnie it, and it, and and it, like, that's idiot. a horrible yeah. movie. That was what first, movie what movie what movie something kill
2: um. Yeah. Righteous right right Kill. Righteous oh, Kill. Uh,
1: atrocious. Movie. Yeah. Fifty yeah. Cent Yo. Yeah, yeah. De Niro did another movie with Fifty Cent like five years after that's that. Right. You've never heard of Straight. Yeah. De Niro did a movie with John Travolta Straight to DVD. Dude, that breaks my fucking heart, bro. Yeah. But like De Niro's just out there getting that bag. Pacino was doing a lot of bullshit too. Yeah. Um. But you know, I don't know. That's why yeah. you gotta and Pesci, look
2: at and Pesci just dipped off. You know what I mean? Mm. That, I respect yeah, that. Yeah. He dipped. I, off That's why
1: like Daniel Day Lewis is the goat. He's done like twelve movies his whole life, and they're all pretty fucking good. And uh, and he's out. And he's, yep. like, like been nominated for more Oscars than anybody. He's a small body of work, but it's quality. hmm You know? I don't know. That's yeah. a way to Give do me it, the dude. bag. I'm yeah, taking the bag. Yeah, you're going for the money, dude. I, Johnny Hickey is on his L.A. Shadori. You got a fancy water, bro. I, I love it, bro. Jeez. Yeah, he
2: uh, he, he's only giving me shit for this because I buy, like, pH dude. balance, fucking dude. That's all good. We're
1: well, the Yeah, I know. So we got to get Stiz drinking more water. What are you drinking? Yeah. Diet Coke, aspartame.
0: Yeah. yeah. Really? No, I, I don't do soda. At least I'm not. That. What are you drinking? I, I try not to. Juice. A lot of fucking coffee. Oh, lot but I mean, you gotta have something to coffee. hydrate. You know, coffee's a dehydrant, bro. I told you it was. Mad. I think the funniest thing the that The ice you said from the iced coffee me, is what is the exactly. water? Exactly. I just keep that. Let's no, get you but What did you say? You're like, you don't tell me you're in your mid thirties and you're just now starting your fucking water career. I know,
2: dude. But you know what I know? so I own hair, dude. He it's like crack back home for him, like with Dunkin' Donuts yeah, and I know, shit. You because, do love it. because out here today he only had two cars. He had coffee in the morning, which Ooh, is normal, and then we had good. another one in the afternoon. Because there's only
1: like one Dunkin' Donut, so it and is actually close to yeah. that. Then
2: we went to that Winter Earth Cafe, you didn't get a coffee, dude. There are all kinds of coffees on there and shit. <laughs> and probably because it was organic, that's why you didn't get it. But <laughs> but back home you get bored and you're driving around in your car yeah, and there's a Dunkin' Donuts at every, on every corner in your dude. fucking face, and you're like, I'll yeah, have a coffee. I'll have a coffee. I'm bad. Do you remember the
1: Papaginos in Charlestown? Used to sell lobster rolls in the summer, dude. Mm-hmm. They would the do one, lobster the rolls. The, the only place, in, place uh, that, one, yeah, right next to
2: Johnny's. They uh, used to have. Uh, they used, to, they used to have. Uh, that's Whole Foods now. Yeah. yeah. These have pictures of beer in there too.
1: Yeah, dude. That lobster roll at Papa Gino's, it was like fifteen bucks.
2: Hot dog and yeah. French fries, even fucking good at yeah, Papa We're gonna
1: hydrate you before this flight, bro. We can't. Oh yeah. You, no, get, it's good for your skin, dude. Flight, it's good for your headaches too, man.
2: Yeah, no, I tell him, dude. Just fucking. I pounded. I just feel like, you know, the generations we come from. You two Like it Like nobody was new shit You just drank tap water You fucking You know You start seeing people Put Brita filters on their yeah. sinks You're like Why are they doing that You know And then as you get older And you start to like Learn more of what you believe And what is You know Just science dude And fucking health And whatever And you're just like you know, it ain't gonna hurt me to drink fucking some really good water hey, every fucking day for yeah,
1: the
0: rest of my in life. You know, body parts. Man. Funny though yeah. that it's more expensive to live fucking healthy. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course well, it they is.
1: would rather have mm-hmm. you unhealthy, dude. Yeah, Where can um you guys want to plug Habitual at all? Where can they check, check part, out the tr-
2: check out the trailer? Uh, you, it it w- soon will be on a platform or in a city near you in a theater. I'm in the distribution process right now, but go check out the trailer Habitual movie on YouTube. It, the trailer really they did a Sugar Studios LA. Shout out to them because they've but done so much for me in the film. And they cut the trailer, and the trailer's fucking dope. And people love the trailer. People are talking about it. So, yeah, just check out the trailer and, and spread the word and get ready for it, you know, oh, for what, sure. Can they
1: check you out on uh, the web anywhere, social um,
2: media? Yeah, social media, the at the Johnny Hickey. The um, I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm, I'm everywhere, but it's all at the Johnny Hickey. But Instagram's where I assist my platform. It's just kind of where I stay and pump up my videos and little Thank teases you. and stuff like that.
0: I'm everywhere. You ain't never there. It's Grimes. Where can we find you? Just follow me on social media at Stitch @stizgrimy, uh, stitchgrimy.com, and uh, I'm just trying to do dope shit. Tell them so. where, the, where can we check the podcast out. Oh yeah, Stuck on Stuff. Thank you, Jay. Shout out my guy Snuck. See that Snuck? Just Snizzle over here yeah, helping dude. you out. Yeah, uh, Yeah, Stuck, Stuck on Stuff uh, it's a podcast I do, and uh, and we have some pretty entertaining guests on there. So yeah, yeah. check that out too. Let's
1: do it. Hey, enjoy. if you guys ever want to like make a sad, depressing like indie film about some like Ooh. sad <laughs> shit, dude, oh I let's love go. it. Let's yes, go. I will channel my tears. We'll just man. do it
0: about our lives. That'll be yes. sad. Channel
1: here, dude. All right, y'all. This episode of the Damaged Goods Podcast is brought to you by Elite Botanicals. And now from Elite Botanicals comes Elite's Health and Wellness CBD Soft Gels. Seventy-five. That's right, seventy-five milligrams per capsule. All cannabinoid-rich hemp plants cultivated, extracted, and formulations completed by elite botanicals in their farms and in their labs to ensure that you are receiving the highest quality product. In addition to the 75 milligrams of active compounds from the organic whole plant hemp extract, their gel caps are formulated with refined organic hemp seed oil with over 77% of essential fatty acids. This includes 400 milligrams of omega-6, omega-3, and omega-9 in a perfectly balanced ratio per capsule. I'm on tour with Slayer. I jack my leg up skateboarding a few days before. My knee and my leg, killing me. I, I use CBD stuff. I tend to find it works sometimes for me, helping with pain. It's killing me out there. I get this elite botanical shit. Boom, dude, really works. Not snake oil like a lot of these other brands. You're getting 75 milligrams per capsule. Like, I actually felt it go away so I could do my dang job. You buy some of these. You might buy a 100-milligram bag of CBD gummies. You're piecing that out, what, 20 milligrams per day, five days. It's not doing anything, especially if you're a big guy. You need more milligram dosage. This is the most affordable brand with this in a high Concentration and it works. I swear and buy it. That's why it's here as a sponsor. Elite Botanicals. Check them out at elitebotanicals.com or your leading retailer.